get started with our IndyCar Grand Prix post-race press conference, joined now by Scott Dixon, driver of the number nine PNC Bank Honda for Chip Ganassi Racing, finishing second in today's race. Scott, I know ultimately you led a lot of laps and we're hoping for that top spot on the podium, but a great effort for the team overall. Take us through your race. Yeah, it was uh, generally a pretty good day. Um, you know, we had some good pace. Uh, the start was a little tricky, kind of misjudged it with Felix and and uh, actually the 60 car had a, a great start. Um, so kind of just uh, followed in line there and, and was just seeing how it was going to play out. The restart, we had that really good jump there, got both uh, the 60 and the 10, um, kind of set our sail. Conditions were really tricky all day, uh, but a lot of fun actually. You know, I think... Um, you know, it's always hard to tell with a circle like this, especially after the you know the kind of sealant they've put on some of the portions of the oval. You know how how tough it's going to be once uh, you start to get some moisture on there. But uh, all in all, you know the the five stone red tires. I never got to the blacks. Uh, had a ton of grip and it was it was a lot of fun. So um, you know the second or third stint, I think there where we ran our double set of uh, run reds, um, kind of fell off a bit of a cliff with those. And then once we got to you know our sticker set, we we kind of set sail again. But um, yeah, in the rain, I knew, you know, with about 10 laps to go, I'm like, we're, we're going to get hosed here. You know, the front tires, we, we just didn't have, I don't know what we, I don't know if we changed the front wing or whatever we did in that pit stop, um, but we just had no front grip and, and had to stop the car too much to, to really, you know, keep time. Um, and we were hoping, we were talking a lot about, you know, whether it was going to be a time race or it was going to run the full distance, and obviously we went the full distance, a lap or two shorter would have uh, would have helped a lot, but um, congrats to Pagano, uh, it's great to see him back in, in Victory Circle, and they did uh, a fantastic job today, and uh, had great speed at the end of the race, so um, yeah, bummer leading that many laps and coming up second. So with the changing weather conditions and also the, the changing track services between most of the road course, but then also the sealant on, on the oval, how tricky was this race compared to some of the other IndyCar Grand Prix we've seen so far? Yeah, the, the, I think we had kind of right, you know, around the right amount of moisture, to be honest. Um, you know, I think we were at the end of the, the, the last stint there, we were probably hoping that it rained a lot harder just for, for you know, being selfish for ourselves to, to help the front tires. Um, but yeah, you know, I think uh, this track actually doesn't puddle, which is fantastic. And, and, you know, a lot of the street circuits that we go to, that's kind of one of our biggest concerns once we get aquaplaning and, and you know, becomes a limiting factor. But, you know, I think uh, today, you know, uh, definitely the, the people that came out saw, you know, the conditions that we can race in and, and how fun, uh, you know, it can be to watch if you stick through it. But um, yeah, you know, it's it's always hard. I think, uh, you know, Bordeaux, when we tested here and with the Honda Manufactured, manufactured Day, had mentioned how slick, you know, the, the new portion of the track was, but, you know, to be honest, the, the grip is very high. Uh, even with a lot of rain that we had, you know, and running the slick tyres, you know, I was kind of surprised how quick the cars still were. So, it, um, you know, it's tough to judge, and um, but all in all, it was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Questions for Scott? Yes, Wolfgang. Uh, Scott, you said you had no, no front grip. Was this the main reason you could not hold off... Um uh, Simon? Yeah, I just couldn't turn. You know, uh, even in the first gear corners, I was almost having to, you know, stop the car to, to get it to rotate. Um, I think it, it, it felt like I needed probably another four or five turns of front wing. It was just, um, sometimes it, you know, it kind of goes like that, uh, depending on, you know, how your mechanical balance is and, um, you know, a lot of the cars, I think, are very different. Some may have switched to a semi, you know, wet setup, you know, I think for predictions going later on into the race, but yeah, we just, um, Whatever the balance was, man, we just we just couldn't get the car to turn. I had fantastic traction, but you know, uh, as you saw in all the slow speed corners, I just couldn't turn the car. 
Uh, talking to Chris Simmons, he thought that you, he was confident that the gap was big enough that you might be able to hold him off. Did you feel that way in the cockpit, or did you just feel it was a matter, matter of time? Um, you know, I think you always doubt it. So I think from, you know, as I said, with 10 laps to go, I think, you know, I knew I was kind of in trouble. Um, and then the gap actually started to get, you know, a bit bigger. I think, uh, you know, Harvey was having a similar issue with his, you know, balance and, and, you know, struggling. And that was kind of holding uh, Pagano back. But, you know, they were giving me lap times and you could you could see that, you know, um, the 22 just had some pretty pretty immense pace. So uh, once I knew he got some clear track, and it really only took once he got past Harvey, I think two laps before he was on top of us. So you know, in the in a situation like that, you know, we had it in the second stint or third stint on reds too, where you know you start to fall off and it falls off really fast here. You just, you know, you, it's a momentum track, and and uh, you know, it comes fast. So I knew pretty early that we were going to be struggling. Mary. Scott, you had quite a lead, you know, number of second lead, maybe as much as six or so um, with Simon after he passed um, Harvey. Uh, you had a lot more push to pass than he did. So even though you had that, I think, he w I think Simon was out with maybe three, four laps to go at least, and, and yet he was catching you. So is it that you couldn't really use your push to pass to advantage because of the front wing grip issue? Uh, you, no, I was, but you know, again, you you know, the slow speed corners are where is is where all the speed is, right? You know, when you're doing a 40 mile an hour corner, and you know, if he's rolling five miles an hour faster, that the time gets chewed up really fast. You know, it's five miles an hour when you're doing 160 on the straights, nowhere near the same amount. So, um, I was trying to to use you know it sporadically in, in spots to try and lessen the pain, but. You knew it was coming, so you know it was uh, one of those scenarios where you're either ho you know hoping for a yellow or or it was going to be a timed race and and come up short by a couple of laps. Well, it was certainly exciting, and and with Simon, were you surprised how racy he was on? You're both on the black tires. Do you think there was a difference in the engine performance at all that came into effect? Because you know even if you used the push to pass, he seemed to be right there. Uh, the the wet setup, you know, I think we had a pretty big advantage on the slick tyres, you know, over over the 22 for sure. Um, you know, the, the stint we got caught was when we ran the, the double run reds. You know, they had we started with nine laps on those. So, um, you know, once we got to those sticker reds and that portion right before it rained, you know, we, we kind of stretched out pretty easily and didn't really have to push. But uh, when it comes to the rain, you know, you kind of in the window or you're not. Um, and and they were, you know, can be a mul multitude of different setup options that, that make that possible. Um, ultimately, it just, you know, didn't play out. Yes, Bruce. Other than the momentum that uh, is involved, <clears throat> this race doesn't translate to the next race much at all. In fact, the same, same facility. How much does this race translate into the next road course race at Detroit? Uh, oftentimes, that's a rain race too. Yeah, not so much really. It's it's totally different. It's very low grip. Um, it's a street course. You know, your your ride heights are probably double what you run here. So it, you know, it's it's it's. You know, I think in in you know the IndyCar series right now, you need to be good in in, in all areas and try and maximize on it. You know. Um, which I think we've done a pretty good job this year. I think we're the only car actually to be in the five stone fast six every every race. Um, but days like this are the days you need to capitalize and try and get the win, you know. And and uh, and we didn't. So it's nice to to have the performance and nice to run fast. But you know, 
we're here to win, and if you know, with our team, if we don't win, then then you know, it sucks. But uh, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll use this as motivation, and and you know, hopefully, um, performance-wise, we're strong in the next couple of weeks, and can have a good shot at uh, the 500. Any other questions for Scott? Yes, sir. Scott, this is your third straight runner-up in this race. The last two was kind of one of those typical Penske dominant performance. This one, Simon only led five laps. Is this kind of one of those that's just tough to chew on and that one that kind of got away? Uh, I've been part of many of these, so it's, you know, you, you got to take them. You know, there's days where you get a win and, and, you know, you never really knew it was coming. So, you know, you, you, you got to take the highs with the lows. But, you know, I think still, you know, finishing second and having a, a fairly dominant day, you know, something to be proud of. But, but, but um, yeah, again, you know, you, you're, you, these wins are harder and harder to get. So, you know, you, you can see even, you know, the expression with, with Simon, you know, after, after getting that victory, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to get them here uh, right now. And, and um, you know, it's, it's good to see him, you know, back in, in, in victory lane. But, yeah, it's, it's um, yeah, I don't know. You, you, you just roll with it, man. You know, if you kind of fall on both sides and you know if you keep knocking on the door eventually it's gonna it's gonna open scott you mentioned how uh what the fans saw today they they should have had some fun with what they witnessed uh the last four races prior to today uh the the driver in pole position has has come up come away with the win like can you just comment on just going a little more detail on what the fans actually saw today was something special yeah, it was definitely a mix. I think you got every condition possible. Um, you know, I think you got cars on on many different strategies. I think you 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 know this track always plays well. I think to to great overtaking just with the long straights, big braking zones, but also, you know, uh, I think you got to give a lot of credit to Firestone too. You know, with the the tire that they bring. You know, the the different performance levels between you know the primary and the alternate. Um, you know, you, they kind of cover every basis. So. That's you know, with an IndyCar race, um, you you really never know who's going to win, and and uh, you know that's fun for the fans, it's fun for the drivers. Uh, obviously, you would like a season where you could dominate and run away with it, but but that's just not possible. You know, the competition is so tight right now, and with the strategy and how they play it over here is is uh, it's some days a bit frustrating, but but many others it's a lot of fun too. So you know, I think that's why our fan base is getting bigger and the numbers are going the right direction, and and you know we've. Uh, should be proud of what we got here in the sport. We'll take our last question for Scott from Bruce. You were talking about how great it is to see a veteran like uh, Simon get back in the victory lane, but how great is it for the series today to see a new driver like Jack Harvey and other young drivers like that that went out there and put on a hell of a show? Yeah, it's it's important. I think it's important, very important for the future of the sport, you know. And and uh, you know, Jack's done a, a fantastic job, you know. I think bringing you know different sponsors to to you know uh, the series as well, and uh, even his owner with with Shank, you know, he's he's a, a great person, very successful in, in many other forms of racing, and it's good to see them come over here. But it it shows you the ability of any team you know with the parts and pieces that everybody has you can you can come here and run strong and you know if you've got a good driver you know you can make it happen so it's uh i think that's why we've seen such a big influx from you know europe and and you know great drivers that that have uh, come through the ranks here in america too but uh yes yeah, it's, it's definitely a bright future scott congratulations we'll see you in a few days thank, thank you. you we will welcome in our third place finisher jack harvey driving the number 60 sirius xm auto nation honda from Meyer shank racing Jack, uh, obviously a great result for you today. Also, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, your first IndyCar race in the wet. How'd you like it? 
<laughs> it was a bit more of a handful than I kind of would have hoped for. Um, I think we looked like we were running pretty good in the dry. Uh, I had a, I mean, honestly, I thought I had the best start I've had in IndyCar too. To be able to split uh, Felix and Scott at the start was uh, was pretty solid. And then I think we ran on pace, you know, top three in the dry. Um, car was car was great. I think Scott was a little quicker than us at the start of the stints. Felt like he came back to us at the end. And then always you could see a few spots of rain always always around and it's just difficult in that moment and I'm sure Scott's been in this situation many times because you don't become a five-time series champion without going through a thing or two and uh, maybe he was a little bit more ready for it than, than I was because I was always trying to push as hard as I could without jeopardising the good result that I felt like we were on the cusp of getting. And then it really rained and came down and... Um, you know, again, I think when, when, when the track was really wet, I think we liked a little bit of raw pace. I mean, he just, he blew, he blew past us, well, past us, he blew, he blew in front of us, you know, by about a second a lap. That being said, at the end again, when the track started to dry out, he came back to us. So uh, I think it was very much a race of ebb and flow, but, uh, you know, to, to qualify third, to finish third, I think was a, was a result that if you'd have offered it to us before the weekend started, we would have, uh, we would have taken it and... Hopefully this is just that springboard, you know, for us for uh, first off for May. Hopefully it gives us some good momentum throughout the rest of this month. But also, you know, looking forward to the future for the end of 2019 and looking forward to 2020. I think everybody at Maya Shank Racing, you know, has done an absolutely fantastic job. Our pseudo team in Arrow Schmidt Peterson Motorsport. I think this weekend our car's been good all the time, and it's great to put on this level of performance to uh, Alternation and to Sirius XM. So pretty happy. You're obviously, there's no question, a very experienced driver, but as you gain more and more experience within the NTT IndyCar series, how helpful is it to you and, and how cool, honestly, is it to you to be mixing it up for, for wins with series champions like Simon Pagano and Scott Dixon? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, for, it's a balance for us because, you know, we're, we're excited to be here. Uh, you know, you're trying to take as much risk as you can without jeopardizing anything because when you're doing 10 races, but at the same time, in the same breath, you know, we don't just want to be one of the cars, you know, we, and I think we showed that today is that, you know, yes, we're happy to finish third, but we're going to push and, you know, if second's available, we're going to go for it. So um, I think this was a really exciting result for us today because if we could do a full season drive, uh, you know, in 2020, to mix it with, you know, Simon and uh, to Scott would be great you know if you could do it you know more weekends than you you don't then you know good things will happen at the end of the year but I mean you know to share the podium with with both of those guys I I think is uh, is pretty special um our first podium in IndyCar today and hopefully it's the first of a few and we're just going to keep using it as uh, keep keep learning you get more experience and hopefully it won't be as much of a shock when we get in here again absolutely questions for Jack yes Bruce and then Aaron even in the dark, you could see Simon's car because of how bright it is. So. Yeah. But when he was closing in on you, did you feel like you might be able to hold him off, or did you just realize that he's he's got the setup right now? I think there was time. there's a few laps where I thought we could hold him off, and then uh, you talk about a bright car. I just suddenly into turn one saw this like yellow dart suddenly just like arrive straight at the apex, and thought, oh, I mean that was pretty pretty brave. Thank God his car's so bright. Um, I mean, but clearly Simon, you know, had a very quick car today. I mean, we were racing together in the dry. We were racing together in the wet. 
Um, he had a bit more pace than we did at the end there, and I thought his move on Scott was pretty good too. Uh, you know, I was, I was a little bit behind it, but uh, I mean, around the outside in turn eight, and then obviously on the inside for uh, nine, it was uh, pretty stout day. And you know, I think briefly I heard Scott mention it. You see how much it means, and to, you know, to win just a race um, because it's so difficult all the time. You know, I think we've been on the edge of a good result like this for a little while, but actually trying to gel those pieces, that puzzle together have been tricky. So that's why it's, I think you have to enjoy um, every podium, every win, you know, that, that, that come, especially in this place, because, you know, I feel like the Indianapolis Motor Speedway is a racing driver's Neverland. It's where we come to try and not get old, um, you know, and did I think we could hold him off? I mean, yeah, I certainly hoped we could, but in the end, we couldn't quite. Jack, we had some of your uh, pit crew chatter on the NBC broadcast, and they were talking a lot about a plan, stick to the plan. But surely, with how complicated this race was, that went out the window. So how did you stay up front, and, and maybe how much did that plan go out the window? Well, I mean, I'm going to have to address this with them after as well, because they said stick to the plan, but before the race, we had about four plans, and I was like, which plan are we sticking to? <laughs> um, you know, and in the end, um, you know, there was, there was multiple scenarios that, you know, we had we had chatted about that could happen. Uh, Indiana weather, you know, really played its part today. And, um, you know, how I think the day, I mean, honestly, they timed it perfect because as I was coming out of the pit lane, there's when the whole, I think there was a yellow, yellow flag. And at that point, you know, the rain kept coming and I thought, oh, we must be in a good position now. Um, I think the, I think sticking to the plan is more about not panicking, you know, and just, you know, we, we've chatted about it. Here's what we're going to do if this situation comes up. Stay calm, stay composed, and let's get it to the end of the race. Wolfgang? Um, Jack, congratulations for the big, uh, great results, uh, both qualifying and race. I have a more business-related question. You think with this good results in your home country, in England, you can pick up additional sponsorship despite the confusing Brexit situation? Did, sorry, did you say despite Brexit? Yeah. The, this <laughs> this Sounds like a trap question. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, I don't know if anyone really knows what's going on with Brexit, do they? Uh, you know, as a starting point. I mean, I think in, you know, internationally, I think IndyCar's fan base is growing as well. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's very cool that everybody can watch IndyCar races on Sky this year, Sky Sports F1. So the fact that it's even on TV and hopefully people are watching it, I think it's a, good, it's a great thing, you know, for the series in general. And hopefully if the right person is watching on the right day and they see us get a result, if we could just get in contact with them somehow, then, you know, certainly we're always pushing to have support from home. Um, you know, we, I think it's just going to be a case of how do, we, uh, how do we find them? Are they interested? And in the end, you know, the, the, the approach is no different than, you know, when we're trying to look for sponsors anywhere in the world. It's, uh, you know... Are you interested? Can we work together? What can we do together? And uh, I think <clears throat> just a you know, business-related answer, I think hopefully results like this are what help catapult us into a full-time drive. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Bre Brexit's, uh, Bre Brexit's got so complicated that I've uh, stopped following it. So, uh, yeah, if someone knows what's going on, then you can uh, feel free to bring me up to speed on it because uh, I think that's more confusing than how the race played out. Robin. Hey, Jack. Just talk about how 
the difference between trying to run four or five races spaced out by four or five or six months and what you've been able to do so far this year and consistency and just getting into a groove? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, from, from last year at Sonoma to, to, to exactly today, I mean, we haven't missed any testing. Uh, we've not missed any practicing. We've not missed anything. Um, you know, our, our schedule slows down a little bit after the 500. Um, but there is, for me, the momentum that I would have been able to, to gain the confidence just by being in the car, you know, at least as often as everybody else has been great because, you know, things feel normal to me. Then next, the next weekend I can go out and start immediately start working on, you know, techniques that have been issues or, you know, this is how I'm going to find speed, be a bit smoother here, think about this braking shape or whatever it is. Um, that being said, I think it's really helpful for the team as well. I thought our pit stops looked pretty solid today. Uh, just the way that we operationally are working, you know, the whole team really are, are gelling or in sync. And it just, unfortunately, it takes time, um, you know. And I think this year, you know, I look at the season so far and, you know, without my drive-through uh, penalty in Barber, which was just a self-inflicted error, I think we would have had, you know, four top tens in five races, which... That would have been pretty awesome at the start of the year if you said, "Hey, you're gonna you're gonna achieve that. Could you would you take it now?" And we absolutely would have, we would have all taken it now. So, um, you know, I, I don't think it's exclusive just to, to to the driver on you know building a rhythm, feeling comfortable, gaining more confidence. Uh, you know, I think that applies to the uh, to the team as well. And uh, I see Mike in the background. Maybe he could enlighten us on that too. But uh, I mean, this team is it's gelling, you know. And I, I think we all feel like we've been right on the edge of this result and I think the difference is today we instead of talking about it we, we showed it. Jack um, you know you drive for Mike Shank Racing uh, and you talked about how great the team was today with their stops but can you talk about how important the collaboration is with Aeroschmidt Peterson? Yeah I mean it's, uh, it's, it's a total team effort um, you know the way that me and Mike even got together is a is an interesting story but ultimately um, I think we believed in each other enough to embark on this adventure together it was always a two-year deal six races last year ten races this year and we hope it might build into something uh, bigger again in 2020 um, I think trying to do it with Irish McPierce Motorsport has been uh, has been great you know I raced in delights with Sam so I know a lot of uh, a lot of people there I did two races in 17 with them as well so I think, again, you know, it's just piecing good people with good people. And clearly the car's been good. So being able to have that uh, technical relationship with them, I think, is, uh, has proved to be quite a big, big help. Um, you know, we're just going to keep, keep refining it, uh, refining it, sorry. Um, you know, and keep improving on every aspect that we can. And, you know, our relationship with them, you know, what we're doing as well. And like always, just trying to build as nice a jigsaw puzzle as we can with the pieces that we have. Chris? Jack, is there any way to compare the emotion you feel today to what you felt at St. Petersburg after you got your first top 10 finish? Oh, this is way cooler. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to remember this for a while. I, you know, I, uh, these kind of days are what we work so hard for, you know, from, from the, all the off-season, you know, bad result at Long Beach, which, you know, frankly wasn't anything to do with, uh, it wasn't our mistake, but it happens, that's racing. Uh, you know, but the thing is as well, these results are what really can carry you through a bad time, um, especially coming into May. You know, we are hopeful that it is the springboard for a good month. We all said it before the, uh, before the weekend started that a good, a good result here really sets us on the right path. Um, 
you know, and it's it's as special it's as special a day as I can remember because you know again, as Scott said earlier, it's so difficult to come come and compete at this level. You know, you're racing against the best drivers in the world, you know, in what was difficult conditions today. So I was I was absolutely thrilled that we uh, you know that we got that result and selfishly. I think it's nice that we can go, you know, back to everyone at Meyershank Racing, back to everyone at Arrowschmidt-Peterson Motorsports, Alternation, Sirius XM, and say, I, I can do this. You know, I can compete at that level. I can get the results. Uh, thank you for your trust in me. Let's do it more often. You know, and you know, it's it's that result that for me anyway. It's just it's, it's nice to be able to go and you know, hang your hat on nicely and take confidence from it and say, right, let's let's do it more often because. You know how we how we feel tonight, and you know how we're going to feel in about two hours' time is going to be pretty awesome. Piggybacking on exactly what you just said, I'm kind of putting you on your spot here. One of your bosses in the room now. Yeah, careful what I say. <laughs> uh, this team like has some sort of magic skill to add races after a partial season program, most notably on the sports car side of things. Is that totally out of the question with your program? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I give you my personal stance on it, and you know, me and Michael have chatted about it. I think I would. I, I mean, I'm I'm available every weekend that IndyCar is going racing, if need be. So um, you know, for as much as I try and focus on just my driving aspects, uh, you know, we do have those conversations. Uh, we'll see what Shimmy and Shimmy and shakes out. But uh, you know, I think for all of us collectively, we're. 2020 focus, but if, if the right opportunity came up to add another one in 2019, then uh, certainly I'm game for it. Thank you, and congrats. Thank you. And just to make this super official so Jack can have it in writing later for the transcript, that was a yes, it could happen. For yeah, I should that. <laughs> uh, another question I probably need to be careful of since he is standing in the back of the room, but it seems that every driver that drives for Mike Shank, whether it be the late Justin Wilson or A.J. Allmendinger, or yourself, they all come away thinking, man, he's a great guy to race for. What is it about Mike Shank that makes him, uh, I mean, not only do you guys race for him, but you end up becoming friends with him. Uh, certainly. Uh, stayed at his house before, you know. Um, uh, it's hard to say because, I mean, he stood right in the room. <laughs> I can't be accused of having some brown on my nose if I say too many nice things. I mean, honestly, Michael's a great guy, you know, and the, what he instills in, in himself funnels through the team. So, you know, I remember the first, one of the first tests we went to, he was up in the top of the roof of the trailer trying to help the guys load the car in. Um, you know, and I think when people say you get out what you put in, you know, Mike, Mike is a great leader. He leads by example. He sets the tone. You know, I think he holds us all accountable in the right way. Uh, that being said, he encourages all when we need it. And, you know, before the weekend started, he's like, I just... I've we can we can do it this weekend. I just like I just know we can. I'm like yeah, I think so too. And he's like no, I I, I really think we can. And um, you know the thing that I've appreciated about Mike from the very very first phone call we had uh, way back in must have been April 2017 is you know we have a very open and honest relationship. You know I tell him when things are bothering me, he tells me when things are bothering him, and together we find a a great solution. And um, I absolutely love everybody at his racing team. Everybody at Myshank Racing has really embraced me as you know what feels like a uh, a small team, and feel like I'm a part of that. Uh, you know, I love to come and support the team at the IMSA races too. Um, there's no one else on the grid I'd rather be racing for, and certainly the goal from all of us is to just expand our current program into 2020. And you know what I said about Mike when 
when I was told that that's who we were going to be racing with in the 500 in 2017 is he's a winner. You know, he wins at pretty much everything he does and he's competitive and that's contagious and you want to be around it and frankly, you want to win for him. So, uh, you know, I, I was, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to contribute a trophy to his cabinet and hope it's the first one of a few. Any final questions for Jack? Yes, Chris. You finished second in the Indy Lights Championship two years in a row, and then the next year you don't have a ride. How much of a comeback is this for you, knowing that where you came from and where you are now? Uh, it's a big one, bigger one than I would have uh, admitted before I got a podium. Um, you know, it's not easy coming to the track and watching other every, everybody else race when you're sat on the sidelines. Um, that being said, I'm extremely lucky. Especially, I owe a lot to uh, two people in particular, my manager, Bob Perona, uh, Mark Cannon from Autonation. I think those two guys really saved my career. Um, you know, they both stuck with us in a time where I desperately needed somebody. And, you know, we worked really hard to try and put the 500 together in 2017. And, uh, you know, we did, uh, you know, along with uh, what was then still Michael Shank Racing, uh, you know, and Andretti Autosport. Uh, you know, you look back at that moment as a real pivotal, pivotal step, and one that I, one that I needed. Um, you know, and this personally gives me a lot of confidence because you know it's been a little while since we were competing. You know, week in, week out, a lot of, uh, you know, I haven't, I haven't gone short of opportunities, uh, which I'm grateful for. But it's, you know, being thrown in the deep end all the time is tricky, and um, you know, you don't always get the results, and you lose a little bit of confidence and whatnot. Where you know, this weekend, I, I knew we were going to be good coming into it. Uh, you know, we delivered on that, and I think just just for me alone, I feel like this is a big confidence boost that, you know, not arrogantly, but just in a humble way that, you know, I, I talk about showing it to ourselves, but I just showed myself that I can come and compete at this level, and, you know, I've got, I'm very lucky with the people I surround myself with at the track uh, and at home, you know, they haven't let me ever lose sight of, of, of that and my talent, but, uh, you know, sometimes you've got to prove it to yourself, and you know, sat next to a piece of trophy is, uh, is a nice thing. And uh, third's great, but first probably is even greater. So I think everyone saw how happy we were and how happy we are to finish third. But to win is still the goal. So still a little bit of work left to do. And we'll take our final question from Wolfgang. Yes, uh, Jack, um, it was said earlier that you, your team has an alliance, a cooperation with uh, Schmidt-Peters nevertheless. MSR, Michael Schenk Racing, it's a one-car team. Is it difficult just to be yourself and not compare any experience or note with a second driver? Uh, I think that's what makes a good team is that, you know, when we get in the engineering room that we operate, uh, you know, two teams as, as a three-car effort. You know, um, James and Marcus are both great teammates to have. They both have a lot of experience in, you know, multiple different racing forms. James is a, you know long-term uh, IndyCar race winner and, you know, seasoned veteran. And Marcus has been in Formula One for several years. So, I mean, they bring a lot of experience to the team, a lot of good ideas. And, you know, we, we, we push and bounce around different ideas. We push each other to be better. Uh, you know, some weekends, each of us have just a little bit of edge. But I can tell you that we all work extremely hard to try and be the one who's got the edge. Um, I think what makes a successful team is, you know, being, being competitive with each other. Uh, being fair with each other, but also to a lot of a degree being open with each other. Uh, what was good, what was bad, what worked, what didn't work, and um, 
you know, how collectively we get the best possible results. I think the, the perfect day for, for the whole team is if, is if we lock out the podium just with, um, you know, the, the five, the seven and the 60 car. And um, that's, what, that's what we're going to keep working hard to try and do. Jack, congratulations to you and the team. We'll Thank see you in a couple of days. Cheers. And we will be joined shortly by our race winner. It's shiny, yes! it's a pretty color. You look good holding it, Simon. Huh? What? I love it. We'll continue with our IndyCar. We'll continue with our IndyCar Grand Prix press conference, joined now by the winner of the race, Simon Pagano, his third IndyCar Grand Prix race here at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Simon, I was just saying that trophy and you go excellent together. Yeah, I think, number three. I think uh, the first question we have to ask you, Simon, obviously, is, is take us through those last few laps. You know that you have the pace to catch Scott, but again, you are chasing a five-time champion. Take us through that moment for you. Uh, yeah, um, just to backtrack a little bit, the, the, the car was just amazing all day. So um, it was really weird. At that time, I thought people were saving fuel, um, and we were saving fuel. So I, I didn't understand why we had so much pace at times. Um, and then when it started raining, obviously I had no knowledge of the track, no knowledge of our setup in the rain. So, uh, you know, I thought, okay, well, I've got experience in sports cars. I've been racing a lot in the rain. I love racing in the rain. So I, I thought I'm just going to attack right away and see. And uh, right away I noticed our car was much better than others on the braking. So I could really attack and get the tires hard quickly. And that's how I jumped a lot of people right away. And then I gained confidence. And... Uh, then I noticed a lot of people were struggling uh, with tire wear, and we didn't. So then I kept on pushing, but st we're still trying to keep the tires underneath me. But um, yeah, it was just incredible to see the pace we had uh, in the rain conditions. And I took a lot of risk, for sure. Uh, maybe more than Dixon needed to take some risk, uh, because we're in a position where I can take some risk right now. And, and the car was so good that uh, I just gave it 100%, 100% every lap. Um, honestly, the last in the last... Uh, two laps to go, I almost thought about saving second, and then all of a sudden I realized, well, I've got too much pace for this. And um, we caught Scott by a lot, and I guess you call it the penultimate lap, the one before the last? Penultimate. Woo, yes. that's a word. And um, when I, you know, I realized that, you know, I had a shot, but I was out of push to pass, so my, my only chance was to get him on the infield. Um, but quite frankly, none of the passes I made today are planned. I just drove with full instinct uh, anymore mode, and, uh, and it worked out. Simon, you were very clear in, in Long Beach that, hey, guys, I, I haven't gone anywhere. I, no. I'm still here. Yeah. How important was it to you to, to put an exclamation point on that and, and really show that, that you belong in Victory Circle? Well, yeah. I mean, we've, we've had, you know... Amazing seasons. If you think about 2016, the domination we had uh, 2017 was just as good. Um, quite frankly, we actually scored more points that year. So um, we had a really, really good season in 17. And last year was was about understanding this new car. We, I think we we saw that the, my teammates and myself all struggled a little bit to understand it as 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 well. Uh, but um, that's where Tim Penske come as a strong entity um, with my teammates with you know also my crew and, and my engineers where we all 
gathered together to try to fix the issues in a very smart way. Uh, without being too smart, uh, we went back to basics. We tried to uh, figure it out, and, and the car is just getting better and better every race. So now, you know, slowly I'm, I'm definitely gaining the confidence that I've had um, been able to achieve in the past. And right now I'm driving better than I did in 16, so results will come. But you've got to be patient. <laughs> we'll open up for questions. Yes, sir. Félicitations, Simon, en passant. Merci. Euh, première question en français. Euh, Everybody's going to understand. That's good. <laughs> They're used to it. So. Um, are you happy? We talked about it yesterday. On en a parlé en français hier. Um, à quel point que tu voulais commencer le mois de mai de la façon dont tu l'as commencé aujourd'hui? Et en plus de ça, euh, de la façon aussi que tu te semblais confident aussi avec la pluie. Content de ça et d'avoir le résultat que tu aurais réussi aujourd'hui Écoute, euh, dans un premier temps, j'adore conduire sous la pluie. Donc, forcément, euh, quand il s'est mis à pleuvoir, j'ai tout de suite pensé que ça allait être une bonne opportunité pour moi. Euh, J'étais en pleine confiance à ce moment-là, en plus avec la voiture. Donc, euh, donc tout s'est bien mis en route. Euh, après ce week-end, pour moi, on avait une auto exceptionnelle, même en qualif. Il nous manquait juste un peu de vitesse. Comme on en parlait, c'est difficile de comprendre comment aller plus vite. Et en course, ça s'est justifié, on avait une bonne auto. Euh, on était rapide, on arrivait à bien tenir les pneus. Et, et pour moi, même sur le sec, on aurait joué la gagne. Donc euh, euh, quand tu peux être fort dans plusieurs conditions comme ça, c'est encore plus gratifiant. Mais c'est vrai qu'on l'a fait un peu à la manière. Euh, donc euh, les dépassements, euh, le panache était chouette. Et, et, et très honnêtement, je crois que c'était une, une de mes plus belles courses, puisque je pense qu'elle était la plus euh, euh, polichée, je dirais, euh, il n'y a pas eu d'erreur de fait, tout était parfait, donc euh, c'est euh, certainement une des plus, euh, des plus sweet. <laughs> little bit of English in the French, did you get that? Yeah? Pretty sweet. Wolfgang. Simon, congratulations first. You said the, the car was amazing all the time and uh, people were struggling, your rivals. Nevertheless, when your car was so dominant in the wet, Personally, before the race, do you were hoping that it was raining to get an advantage? I honestly always hope for rain because I love driving in the rain. It's such a fun exercise. You know, it's, uh, you, know you, you can't calculate as much. You really have to balance the car with your feet, your hands, and play with it, dance with it. And, um, you know, instinct driving comes out. You know, where on the dry track, it's very much repetitive. Uh, in the wet, it's more like... Uh, what I used to grow up on, dirt racing. So, um, you know, it reminds me of my childhood and, um, you know, passion comes back out and it's fun. So um, it's just a lot of fun in the rain. But um, I honestly didn't know if it were going to be good. It, it very much depends on your car too in the wet. But um, I just thought, I felt like I had to seize my opportunity today and I definitely had red mist and uh, used it. Uh, TuckerWhiteSpeedwayMedia.com. Uh, Simon, uh, during the broadcast, they mentioned that when you were with Puggio doing sports cars, that they, and I'm calling them, that you had, they made you do six days a year uh, train to race in the rain. Uh, what exactly did they do to help you race in the rain? Uh, well, yeah, we had some great days with Sebastian Bourdais um, <laughs> in, uh, in the Peugeot days because we, you know, it's a team that was getting ready for Le Mans and, and the, the Le Mans was the only race, really the only goal for the year. We, we did our other races, but it was just preparation for Le Mans. 
So we did days and days of reliability just going around the circle. Um, and we would do days in the rain, um, days in the dry, days on soft tires, days on medium, days on hard. Uh, it was amazing the, the amount of testing we did in the laps. Um, so I did drive a lot in the rain in my career, but you know, quite frankly, in France it rains all the time. So, uh, <laughs> especially where I'm from, so I've done a lot of laps in the rain in my career. I've always loved it. Um, the first few laps I did in rain, I crashed a lot, but I was fast, so I just had to figure out how to dial it back a little bit, and, and it's working. Simon, um, there were times out there where you were going like a second a lap, not just faster than the people ahead of you, but faster than anyone. Uh, were you uh, experimenting with different lines uh, to get, because you know, we saw you taking very different lines while you were stalking Harvey and Dixon. Uh, is that, was that you, you know, finding the areas of more grip uh, in the wet? Yeah, I was trying to see, you know, for which corners it was a bit different because obviously we have a new sealant on, on part of the track and the sealant reacts very differently than there's a patch in turn one, there's a patch in turn 12 in the mid corner. And, you know, I was trying to avoid those patches that were very slippery to carry that speed through. So I was trying different line to see, but my car was just very, very good on the braking. So I could really experiment with that and fake some moves on people. Um, and by doing that, they were thrown off their game, and I would gain time mid-corner and get them on the exit. So that's what, it, that's what I was playing with, really. Um, just figured out that they were a bit, you know, and the car's very bright, too. So when you're threatening someone, it, you get in their mirrors, they, they look in the mirror. So you know you can play with that. Which leads right into my question. Uh, Jack Harvey just described when you passed him for a second. He said it was like what, seeing a yellow dart <laughs> go by his... Uh, to the inside and just describe that pass because I mean that pass you can't get to Dixon unless you get past Harvey first. Yeah, yeah I knew that was you know I had to first there was Piggott, um, Leist was very important, Piggott was uh, very was it Piggott or Jones? I don't remember it was black car. Um, that was a very important pass too to get to Harvey. I see Harvey I saw Harvey was struggling but I didn't know Dixon seemed to be quite far so I didn't know if I was going to be able to get Dixon at the time, but I knew you know, I had to jump those people to have a chance. Um, and Harvey was, was struggling with his front tires. I could see that from far. Um, I wasn't. So then, um, you know, obviously, um, like I said earlier, I was very confident on the braking. And without push to pass, that was my only chance. So um, I guess he had a lot of downforce on his car too. So at the end of the straightaway, I was gaining and um, uh, faked, uh, faked the outside, went to the inside and... Quite frankly, it was a bit of a, um, it was a late breaking, and uh, I avoided him basically by passing him. So that's that's yeah. what happened. I think Ben Bretzman <laughs> said that uh, with five laps to go, you were six seconds behind the leader, and you end up winning the race. So that's a pretty healthy gap to make up in that short a period of time. Yeah, it was a big gap. Um, and then the first lap I passed Harvey, I, I saw Dixon locked up a bit in turn seven. I gained good two seconds, I think, and then. Uh, you know, I realized he was struggling, so then he started pushing a bit, you know, um, and that was my chance, because the more he was pushing, the more he was going to degrade his tires. Um, and I think he had more to lose, too. Uh, but, um, yeah, all of a sudden, you know, two laps to go, I'm like, I'm not going to get him. Uh, but then uh, I pushed my bra braking zones again, uh, found a little bit more pace in the car in the last two laps. Um, and quite frankly, I didn't plan on that pass in turn eight. Uh, that was... It was just it just happened, um, 
And uh, yeah, that was that was a cool pass outside of turn eight. Did not expect that to work, but uh, he just didn't have a good drive out of seven, so I took it. Simon, tomorrow is Mother's Day, and if I remember correctly, is your mom's name Sophie? Sylvie, yeah. Yeah, Sylvie. It's a different date in France. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I was going to ask you if she was watching this race. Does she know you won? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure, she knows. They, they, <laughs> okay. My dad, my mom, uh, everybody in the family photos, uh, photos racing. So I mean, what I do. So you know, they'd be the first one to text me and yeah, photo the race. And she was upset yesterday. The app, the app actually said I was twentieth. So she was really upset. I said, Mom, it's okay. I'm eight. Relax. <laughs> I got a good car. So uh, your so car cool. was, was so good. Um, is there a reason, do you think, why your two teammates wouldn't have been, um, you know, didn't seem to show the speed that you had? Is it something that you just found? And then with Dixon, he said that he didn't have front grip, especially in the slower parts of the track, which I think is how you were able to pass him, even though he had the push to pass. It was just amazing to watch you catch him and then pass him. Thank you. Um, yeah, you know, obviously <clears throat> the car behavior comes out more in uh, slippery conditions, especially in the rain situation. So, I mean, like we said yesterday, our, our cars, the Tim Penske cars were really, really good in qualifying. So, you know, I knew Ben said, my engineer, and by the way, it was his birthday today, so I was really happy we got a win. Uh, um, he said it probably is going to rain. I said, you know, whatever, the car is good in the dry, so it should be good in the rain. Um, I think the disbalance you may have shows more in the rain, and we didn't have any. So the, the chassis was phenomenal, and the engine did a good job too. So, um, yeah, interesting. <laughs> Juste revenir sur, euh, à partir de la dernière relance, euh, à quel point tu étais en sixième position, puis là que tu te ramasses à l'avant, euh, le défi que c'était de courir sous la pluie, euh, ça a été quoi la, le plus gros ajustement que tu as dû faire pour être capable d'éviter d'avoir une collision ou quelque chose comme ça? Parce que ça a été des dépassements assez euh, audacieux de ta part, là, que, surtout celui sur Harvey ou dans le huitième Écoute, euh, je me suis concentré sur faire quelque chose de différent de ce que faisaient les autres, en fait. Donc, euh, la seule façon de doubler quelqu'un, c'est de faire quelque chose... Dans, à mon opinion, c'est de faire quelque chose de différent. Euh, donc, je faisais l'opposé, euh, souvent, et je me suis adapté un petit peu à ce que mon, ma compétition faisait, en fait. Euh, mais je, très vite, je me suis rendu compte que notre, notre chance, c'était sur les freins. On a une voiture qui était performante sur les freinages, donc... Euh, à partir de là, je pouvais un petit peu manipuler leur, euh, leur attaque sur les virages en me positionnant à l'intérieur ou à l'extérieur. Et c'était moi qui commandais, en fait. C'était un peu un jeu d'échecs euh, qui, qui a bien fonctionné parce que j'avais l'auto pour le faire et que j'étais très à l'aise et en confiance. Donc, euh, je pense que c'est ça. C'est vraiment là que j'ai compris qu'on avait un avantage. Euh, très honnêtement, quand il s'est mis à pleuvoir, j'étais en tête. Euh, c'était un petit peu dur à accepter de devoir rentrer au stand et de repartir 6 avec les pneus pluie où je ne savais pas si on allait être bien. Mais euh, on a fait le boulot, voilà. Donc, euh, quand euh, l'exécution était faite. Aaron? You just said, I don't think in French, I think before that, but that uh, <laughs> a, a bad setup is kind of reflected more in the rain. Do you yeah, think, I do, think so, yeah. Do you think a good setup is reflected more in the rain? Were you surprised when the rain came more and you were even quicker? 
Well, I think I think when you have no weakness on your chassis in the rain, it's going to show more because you know you have less grip. So if you have less grip, the bad cars are going to bad cars. There aren't many bad cars around here no more. But uh, you know, a car that has a weakness is going to show more of that weakness. And you can look if you looked at all three cars in Victoria Lane, all tire wear on the wet tires were different on all three cars, and that's quite interesting to see. Uh, Dixon's rear were gone, uh, Harvey's front were gone, so uh, that's very interesting to see that because that means we run very different setups um, and you know that means that in the dry the, those cars behave differently. Well you know I think I had the best balanced car today that's all. <laughs> Simon it seems as though that throughout the month of May most of the attention is put on the 500. Uh, certainly an eventful and exciting race today uh, for the fans, uh, what what makes the Grand Prix special and what makes it stand out, especially today's race? Well, I think the Grand Prix has really taken a, its position within the month. I think, you know, obviously, to me, uh, it really starts with the Rev event uh, that was last week, uh, which is a great party, a great way to show the speedway to the fans, a great way to interact between the drivers, the fans, um, and have a good time. You know, obviously... During that day, none of the drivers are stressed out about their car and they can just be normal and, and, and have a good time with the fans. Um, then after that, you get the Indy Grand Prix, which is obviously um, some of what IndyCar, I mean, a lot of what IndyCar is. We have a championship. We race 18 races a year. Uh, there's a champion crown at the end. It's fantastic that we get to showcase what our IndyCars can do on a road course and Quite frankly, this road course is pretty awesome. Uh, you know, Doug Bowles and everybody at IMS putting a, a great effort in making that racetrack what it is. And uh, it's an exciting racetrack because you can pass people. They've done a great job. And it showcases what IndyCar is all about, I think. You know, you can start eight and win a race. Um, that's what, um, you know, a racetrack is very important for the racing. And uh, we've got a long straightaway that really helps drafting. Another long straightaway also for drafting. And then tight corners so then you can really have a, an opportunity for passing uh, then obviously after that it's the legend we, we go into the Indy 500 and we have two weeks of running uh, a lot of people showing in the evening uh, to see us run in the pack and uh, it's it builds up there's a lot of energy that builds up during those two weeks and qualifying day is an amazing weekend um, another weekend that's full of adrenaline and then you get into the, the big one and the big one is obviously is always going to be special there's going to there's never going to be anything like it. So, um, you know, people come to it. It's our Super Bowl. Um, and uh, it's just phenomenal to be part of it. We'll take our last question from Wolfgang. Uh, Simon, I want to come back um, to your surprising answer for me that uh, racing in the rain is fun. But is it not tricky following cars in open wheel racing with all the heavy spray? You can't see no nothing or nearly nothing. Yeah, it's true. It was uh, tough at times. I was trying to cool down my tires, but everybody was trying to do that. So then the spray was huge. And uh, quite frankly, um, I couldn't really see Harvey when I passed him. So, uh, uh, but, you know, that's part of it. You, you got to, you know, you got you to gotta be aware of what's around you. And that's part of racing. It's really uh, an awareness and uh, a concentration state that you get in. And, um, you know, you can... You can really, you have to trust yourself that you, you know where people is around you. So it's, um, yeah, uncomfortable situation to be comfortable in. <laughs> Simon, congratulations. Thank you. We will see you in a couple days. 
technical inspection is complete, the results are official. So Simon, congratulations, you actually are officially the winner. You officially are the winner.